Chapter Thirty Nine of Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan by Richard Gordon Smith. The Blind Beauty. Nearly three hundred years ago, or, according to my storyteller, in the second year of Kawani, which would be sixteen twenty six, the period of Kawani having begun in sixteen twenty four and ended in sixteen forty four, there lived at Maidazuru in the province of tango a youth named kichijiro kichijiro had been born at the village of tai where his father had been a native but on the death of the father he had come with his elder brother kichisuke to maidazuro the brother was his only living relation except an uncle and had taken care of him for four years educating him from the age of eleven until fifteen and kichijiro was very grateful and determined that now he had reached the age of fifteen he must no longer be a drag on his brother but must begin to make a way in the world for himself after looking about for some weeks kichijiro found employment with shiwaya hachiyemon a merchant in maizuru he worked very hard and soon gained his master's friendship indeed hachiyemon thought very highly of his apprentice he favored him in many ways over older clerks and finally entrusted him with the key of his safes which contained documents and much money now hachiyemon had a daughter of kichijiro's age of great beauty and promise and she felt desperately in love with kichijiro who himself was at first unaware of this the girl's name was ima o ima san and she was one of those delightfully ruddy happy-faced girls whom only japan can produce a mixture of yellow and red with hair and eyebrows as black as a raven ima paid kichijiro compliments now and then but he was a boy who thought little of love he intended to get on in the world and marriage was a thing which had not yet entered into his mind after kichijiro had been some six months in the employment of hachiyemon he stood higher than ever in the master's estimation but the other clerks did not like him they were jealous one was specially so this was kanshichi who hated him not only because he was favored by the merchant but also because he himself loved oima who had given him many a rebuff 
when he had attempted to make love to her so great did this secret hate become at last can see she vowed that he would be revenged upon kichijiro and if necessary upon his master hachiemon and his daughter oima as well for he was a wicked and scheming man one day an opportunity occurred kichijiro had so far secured confidence that the master had sent him off to kasumi in tajima province there to negotiate the purchase of a junk while he was away can Sichi broke into the room where the safe was kept and took therefrom two bags containing money in gold up to the value of two hundred ryo he effaced all signs of his action and went quietly back to his work two or three days later kichijiro returned having successfully accomplished his mission and after reporting this to the master set to his routine work again on examining the safe he found that the two hundred ryo of gold were missing and he having reported this the office and the household were thrown into a state of excitement after some hours of hunting for the money it was found in a koro incense burner which belonged to kichijiro and no one was more surprised than he it was kanshichi who had found it naturally after having put it there himself he did not accuse kichijiro of having stolen the money his plans were more deeply laid the money having been found there he knew that kichijiro himself would have to say something of course kichijiro said he was absolutely innocent and that when he had left for kasumi the money was safe he had seen it just before leaving hachiemon was sorely distressed he believed in the innocence of kichijiro but how was he to prove it seeing that his master did not believe kichijiro guilty can shichi decided that he must do something which would render it more or less impossible for hachiemon to do otherwise than to send his hated rival kichijiro away he went to the master and said sir i as your head clerk must tell you that though perhaps kichijiro is innocent things seem to prove that he is not for how could the money have got into his koro if he is not punished the theft will reflect on all of us clerks your faithful servants and i myself should have to leave your service for all the others would do so and you would be unable to carry on your business therefore i venture to tell you sir that it would be advisable in your own interest to send poor kichijiro for whose misfortune i deeply grieve away hachimon saw the force of this argument and agreed 
he sent for kachijiro to whom he said kichijiro deeply as i regret it i am obliged to send you away i do not believe in your guilt but i know that if i do not send you away all my clerks will leave me and i shall be ruined to show you that i believe in your innocence i will tell you that my daughter ima loves you and that if you are willing and after you can prove your innocence nothing would give me greater pleasure than to have you back as my son-in-law go now try and think how you can prove your innocence my best wishes go with you kichijiro was very sad now that he had to go he found that he should more than miss the companionship of the sweet oima with tears in his eyes he vowed to the father that he would come back prove his innocence and marry oima and with oima herself he had his first love seen they vowed that neither should rest until the scheming thief had been discovered and they were both reunited in such a way that nothing could part them kichijiro went back to his brother kichisuke at tai village to consult as to what it would be best for him to do to re-establish his reputation after a few weeks he was employed through his brother's interest and that of his only surviving uncle in kyoto there he worked hard and faithfully for four long years bringing much credit to his firm and earning much admiration from his uncle who made him heir to considerable landed property and gave him a share in his own business kichijiro found himself at the age of twenty quite a rich man in the meantime calamity had come on pretty oima after kichijiro had left madazuru kan si chi began to pester her with attentions she would have none of him she would not even speak to him and so exasperated did he become at last that he used to waylay her on one occasion he resorted to violence and tried to carry her away by force of this she complained to her father who promptly dismissed him from his service this made villain kan shichi angrier than ever as the japanese proverb says kawasia amati nikusa ya hayakubai which means excessive love is hatred so it was with kansi chi his love turned to hatred he thought how he could be avenged on hachimon and oima the most simple means he thought would be to burn down their house the business offices and the stores of merchandise that must bring ruin so one night kan shichi set about doing these things and accomplished them most successfully with the exception that he himself 
was caught in the act and sentenced to a heavy punishment that was the only satisfaction which was got by hachimon who was all but ruined he sent away all his clerks and retired from business for he was too old to begin again with just enough to keep life and body together hachimon and his pretty daughter lived in a little cheap cottage on the banks of the river where it was hachimon's only pleasure to fish for carp and jacko for three years he did this and then fell ill and died poor oima was left to herself as lovely as ever but mournful the few friends she had tried to prevail on her to marry somebody anybody they said sooner than live alone but to this advice the girl would not listen it is better to live miserably alone she said than to marry one for whom you do not care i can love none but kijiro though i shall not see him again oima spoke the truth on that occasion without knowing it for true as it is that it never rains but it pours oima was to have more trouble an eye sickness came to her and in less than two months after her father's death the poor girl was blind with no one to attend to her once but an old nurse who was stuck to her through all her troubles ima had barely sufficient money to pay for rice it was just at this time that kichijiro's success was assured his uncle had given him a half interest in the business and made a will in which he left him his whole property kichijiro decided to go and report himself to his old master at madaziro and to claim the hand of oima his daughter having learned the sad story of downfall and ruin and also of ima's blindness kichijiro went to the girl's cottage poor oima came out and flung herself into his arms weeping bitterly and crying kichijiro my beloved this is indeed almost the hardest blow of all the loss of my sight was as nothing before but now that you have come back i cannot see you and how i long to do so you can but little imagine it is indeed the saddest blow of all you cannot now marry me kichijiro petted her and said dearest ima you must not be too hasty in your thoughts i have never ceased thinking of you indeed i have grown to love you desperately i have property now in kyoto but should you prefer to do so we will live here in this cottage i am ready to do anything you wish it is my desire to re-establish your father's old business for the good of your family but first and before even this we will be married and never part again we will do that to-morrow 
then we will go together to kyoto and see my uncle and ask for his advice he is always good and kind and you will like him he is sure to like you next day they started on their journey to kyoto and kichijiro saw his brother and his uncle neither of whom had any objection to kichijiro's bride on account of her blindness indeed the uncle was so much pleased at his nephew's fidelity that he gave him half of his capital there and then kichijiro built a new house and offices in madaziro just where his first master hachimon's place had been he re-established the business completely calling his firm the second shiwola hachimon as is often done in japan which adds much to the confusion of europeans who study japanese art for pupils often take the names of their clever masters calling themselves the second or even the third or the fourth in the garden of their madzero home was an artificial mountain and on this kichijiro had erected a tombstone or memorial dedicated to hachimon his father-in-law at the foot of the mountain he erected a memorial to kanshichi thus he rewarded the evil wickedness of kanshichi by kindness but showed at the same time that evil doers cannot expect high places it is to be hoped that the spirits of the two dead men become reconciled they say in madziru that the memorial tombs still stand end of chapter thirty nine recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c